Rebecca of Shaw. And welcome to the Know Your Rights podcast. The Love Institute, in partnership with the City of Chicago Community Justice Initiative, is a nonprofit organization appointed to help lead the Know Your Rights campaign. The goal is to inform community members about their rights when engaging with the Chicago Police Department. Today's guest is Mark Mitchell, the re-entry director at Teamwork Englewood. Great. Welcome again, Mark. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to be our guest today. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, what is Team Inglewood, and your role at Teamwork Inglewood? Okay, great. As the re-entry director. I'm sorry, as the re-entry director. Right. Well, great. I've been promoted lately, so now I'm the associate director, right? Okay, congratulations. (laughs) My background group clapping for me. You hear me? (laughs) (laughs) So great. So no, uh, uh, I'm an individual that you may not find in this role, right? I'm a person with 13 felony convictions, been in and out of incarceration for quite some time, and uh, who has... uh, at the end of that, just uh, went back to school and got four post-incarceration degrees, the latter two being master's in criminal justice and master's in political and justice studies. So what that has afforded me is the lens look at this thing different than anyone else. So I took over the reentry department at Teamwork Inglewood in 2007. And as a result of looking at different data than most people do, we've elected to forego, forego a lot of things that other organizations do. We don't really do job readiness. We don't do job preparedness. We just send you to work. We have a best evidence model that says that if a recently released middle-aged returning citizen is employed within 90 days of release, he has a higher work ethic than the average person. That this work ethic starts to dissipate if unemployment persists beyond this 90-day period. So this 90-day period, based on my lived experience, I already know is the most important part of it. So that's how we've been great at getting individuals employed right out, right out of prison or incarceration. Our retention numbers are just higher than anyone else. So uh, about a couple of years ago, the uh, CGI, the city of Chicago, approached us with an initiative called the Criminal Justice Initiative. And we said, well, what is that about? And it's basically about know your rights. And you, you may say, well, everyone knows their rights, but no, no, everyone does not know their rights. You know, I mean, in the city of Chicago, you, when you're stopped, the first thing you're told is, uh, you know, get out the car. And, I, and most people don't listen because that's, that's a question. When they ask you, they say, would you mind stepping out of the car and emptying your pockets on the hood? Now, the way they ask this is aggressive, but still it's a question. But most individuals don't see it that way. They perceive it to be a demand. And so they get out of the car and empty their pockets on the hood, right? So, so what Know Your Rights says is no, that's a question. Answer the question. You have a right not to get out of the car. You have a right not to be searched at any, any searches at all. Most individuals forego their rights because they're not educated on it. You know, and, and you ask yourself, well, why is this important? It's because, I mean, because of the, because the way they ask the question, because it's seen as a demand and individuals comply with it, they end up, you know, hey, in court, well, did you step out of the car? Yeah. Did you empty your pockets on the hood? Yeah. Did you, when they say, get on there and put your hands on the wall and they search it out and go in your pockets, right? They'll ask you, 
You got anything in your pockets? You turn around and say, and answer the question. You don't have to answer that question. So it is so imperative that individuals know their rights. It was some research and that they, they showed us that if individuals know their rights and allow uh, 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 an opportunity to, uh, to, to practice that, that the hostility between the police officer and the individual subsides, that if individuals that are educated wouldn't know your rights, for some reason brings down the hostility between the police officer is that individuals are more apt to comply or to assist police officers. So in other words, we need to change the culture of how individuals and police act. And one of the ways of doing it is to educate individuals on lawyer rights. And, and so we've been doing this for quite a while now through this initiative. And, and it's not, and the thing about it, it's not in every community that we're doing this. We're doing this in primarily African-American communities. So that tells you something that why didn't we fund Know Your Rights in other communities? Because it's not necessary in other communities. It's necessary in our community because this is where police are aggressive at. Over-aggressive, over-arrest, over-police. You know? So, so, so that, that's one of the things, but it's tricky when you tell someone that. You know, one of the other things we do is I like, I call the hero syndrome. You say, what is the hero syndrome, right? The hero thing is I'm sitting at home. Someone, one of my friends runs in the house. My son just got arrested. Both of us are broke. No one has any money, right? You know, who do we call? I don't know. You don't know. We, we don't have a lawyer because we don't have any money. But if I'm educated by CGI, I know that if I call 1-800-LAW-REP-4, guess what's going to happen? That individual, the lawyer's going to answer the phone. You're going to give them the name and the best information you can give about who picked him up or where was he arrested. That lawyer is going to find out who arrested that individual. Where is he at? And now they're going to go to the station. Now imagine that individual sitting in the station. I've been there. First thing he's trying to do is, is try to get out to him cuffs. He's going to try to talk his way out there. Now he's going in the alibi stage. Well, it wasn't me. Uh, I was over here. I was over there. You know, And, and before you know it, he, he's incriminated himself. You know, I, I recall uh, police stopped me. It, it, it was nothing, but he asked me, and I said, uh, is my driving license, my state ID? And he said, well, where are you going? I said, I don't talk to police without a lawyer. He said, well, where are you coming from? I said, I don't talk to police without a lawyer. Well, were you over there? I heard, I don't talk to police without a lawyer. And that's what we need to get people to understand. If just the mere fact that I say I just left somewhere, I don't know what happened over there, but if something happened there, I just placed myself at the scene of a crime. If there's something getting ready to go on out somewhere, and I'm saying I'm heading to it. But by just the mere fact, here's my ID, my driving, whatever, I don't talk to police without a lawyer. Period. That empowers me. Right? So, you know, so the hero concept says that, look, so if I'm there and we don't know what to do, and I tell them to call 1-800-LAW-REP-4, that person has just became a hero. Because that person that came to me said, I don't know what to do. I've just give, empowered them. I've empowered them to reach out, have this person call. He's going to find out. He's going to report back to them. Now I'm the neighborhood hero. Some goes down. Who do you call? You need to call Mark. Mark knows that number of people. 
You know, they, for some reason, that 1-800-LAW-REFORM just doesn't stick, but eventually it does, you know. But, but like I said, that's the main thing I try to get people to understand, you know, because when you're in that, in that situation, and if you're not a professional criminal, I'm not saying that I am or was, but if you're not, you, you don't know you can't talk your way out of handcuffs. Lawyer once told me, said, when they put the handcuffs out, that's the end of the discussion. There's no way you're going to talk your way out of that. All you're going to do is make it worse. You know, so, so I'm a very, 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 I highly, highly enjoy being a trainer of Know Your Rights. I, I'm, I'm very committed to it. You know, I, I think it needs to evolve. You know, and, and I base that, you know, because a lot of people are scared to exercise that in the city of Chicago. You know, I, I tell people, well, you know, uh, you should tell them, you know, you don't consent, uh, you, you know, you're right, you don't consent to any searches. And he said, man, the police gonna snatch me out the car, beat me up. I said, still, you do it? Oh, no, man, I ain't, you know, and they're afraid to do it. And I didn't understand that until I looked up and I had this experience with my daughter, you know, who's been educated by her father. I'm a single parent. When I did get out the last time, I got, I had someone, we together, it didn't work out. I end up with my daughter. So I'm a single parent who raised the individual, a great person, a beautiful person, sent her to college. She worked, just went to college, went to work, went to school, worked. Got, she did the whole thing. Never knew anything about police, but she was educated on Know Your Rights. One day she calls me on the phone. She's getting old. Police have just poured over. And here to talk about that is my daughter. So tell them what happened that night, Jade. Unmute yourself. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Jade. So you pretty much um, introduced it, uh, what had happened. I was getting pulled over by the police after picking my friend up from her house. And the police, he came up to my car and he asked me for my, my license and my registration he immediately asked me, can he search my car? And just like my father said, I had already known my rights and I know that that's a question. So I just said, I don't consider any searches. And I don't know if that upset him or if he was just shocked that I said that, but his whole attitude changed. And, and he said like, I smell marijuana or, or something strange like that. And it threw me and my friend off to the point that we were so shocked. And at that point, he had called backup. Backup came and they pulled me out of my car and they started searching me. And I was just so confused on everything that happened. But I think it was good that I did know my rights. But at the same time, it, it upset him that I knew so much and how to be in control of the situation. So what happened is she had a $13 uh, taser. I said, because he's a college student, works at night. He ended up charging up with the $13 uh, taser. Evidently, $13 taser is illegal in the state of Illinois. Cost me a lot of money to deal with. But the fact is, she. so when, if he had been recorded, it would be a different thing. Because when he stopped her, he didn't ask her. He didn't say, when he asked her for a license, he didn't mention anything about he smelled marijuana or anything. He didn't wait. He didn't bring that up until she said, I don't consent to any search. Now, this is not Chicago. This is DeKalb, Illinois. This is a college town. This is why knowing our rights and being able to record our rights is so important. 
You know, this is one of those things that, hey, you know, if, if it wasn't like that, if the police followed the rules and adhered to the rules, we wouldn't need this. But because the criminal justice system is used as a tool, or most people believe it's used as a tool, you know, against African-Americans, we need that. So I'm going to turn it back over to Dr. Upshaw because I'm probably a little long with it here. That's okay, Mark. Actually, Lauren has a few questions. Um, you know, and, and we are really grateful for just the experience that you bring to the table. It's just been eye-opening. And then to think that Jade had to actually, you know, assert her rights in DeKalb based on the training that she received from you from a program that has been initiated by CJI is just, uh, it proves the point that you know, knowing your rights and empowering constituents with the rights, you know, without being confrontational, that, that's really, really important. So Lauren has um, a few more questions that she wants to circle back to you on, Mark. Okay. Yeah, Mark and Jade, thank you both so much for sharing. And Mark, I feel like you were able to really kind of sum up the the goal of know your rights in like only a few minutes, which is really impressive. Um, but just um, going back, a few follow-up questions. Um, you said a few years ago it was that you started partnering with the Community Justice Initiative. Is that right? Mm, yes. Mm. Yes. I think it was about is it eighteen, around eighteen, two thousand eighteen. Okay. Okay. And um, have you overall found it to be successful? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe. Yeah. I mean, yes. We definitely have. We definitely have found it to be successful. You know, the fact that someone can always have an answer to a problem as far as someone getting picked up by the police. I mean, I've been on the end where, like I said, my daughter was arrested that day and I don't know where she's at, where she's going, but I'm a little educated on the criminal justice system, probably because I broke all the laws and read all the laws, you know, but I know a few things. So I knew where to go and what to do, but most people don't know what to do when it happens. When, when, when someone is arrested, it is a horrible feeling to not know where your child is, who has their child, what are they charged with? You know, that's horrible. It's a horrible feeling to, to, for police to tell you to step out of the car if you're just going to dinner with someone and, and spread empty your hands and everything on the, on the hood, you know. It's a horrible feeling for them to play cops and robbers and you didn't want to even get in the game. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I find it to be very educational for individuals. I think we need to add a component to it. Whereas if we encourage people to record every stop, Jade knows now when the police lights comes on, hit her record on her phone to go live on whatever. She knows this, but everyone else needs to know this. You know, because I mean, it's still it's still the same environment. We still haven't weeded out those individuals who come from that old school of thought that they can do what they want with us as a people. They're still there. So, you know, I mean, you see them on the news. They, they by not getting, I'm not going to go into the backseat, but you understand what I'm saying. They're still there. You know, so what do we do with people now who have, who you're saying you're not going to get vaccinated, but they're going to stop you. And, and yet you may not be a vaccinated officer, but you want me to step out the car? That's a whole nother bag. Yeah. That's good. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for highlighting the, the really key parts of um, CJI, like knowing your rights, no matter what, it's it's important. But also, thank you for 
highlighting some some areas of improvement and things to be wary of um, when when thinking about this topic. Um, appreciate that perspective. Thank you for having me. If there's anything else, let me know. Well, we do have other questions like the work that you do at Team Inglewood. Mm-hmm. How is it related to the Know Your Rights initiative? Okay. So, right. So, uh, we see maybe 4,000 people a year here to our reentry department that call, come, or something to our reentry department. We place an employment maybe four to 500, all right? We refer maybe another 1,500 other organizations. So, we consistently have individuals here who have criminal justice involvement, all right? Who have always been involved with the police and yet still don't know their rights. They believe their rights start in court when someone files a motion to suppress. They don't understand the rights start, period. So would you have any action? One of the most powerful words we try to educate them in is, I don't talk to police without a lawyer. Well, were you over there? I don't talk to police. Well, was the guy a-hole? Is that why? I don't talk to Just to consistently say that same thing. You know, I don't talk to police without a lawyer. I don't talk to police. I don't talk to police. I don't talk to police. You know, whether you, you know, regardless, because like I said, we, you, we both know people of color are the uh, highest number of false convictions, right? And once you start talking to police, guess what you're trying to do now? Talk your way out of something. When you, because you just talk your way into it. This is a constitutional right. I don't have to talk to you. Period. But we, and so we, 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 we push that real hard, you know, and we push the part about the hero concept, you know, because as a man, when someone comes to my house and tells me my son or daughter's arrested and I don't have any lawyer money and I don't know what to do, this is empowering. You know, call this guy and, and they're so great. They will call you up. We're still looking for him. We're on the way to the station. If he calls, tell him, don't talk. We're on our way. Or they'll call to the station. Do not talk to my client. I'm on the way. This is empowering. This is stuff you see on TV, but it never happens for us. So CJI is allowing this to happen for us for a change. So I can go on all night about this. Well, Mark, you raise a great point. And just like, you know, you stress with your clients at Teamwork Inglewood, just the at the crux of this program is, hey, I will not talk. I want my lawyer. And, you know, if they're taken to the station and, you know, offered a meal or something to drink or, oh, do you need to go to the restroom to come back into that room and remind them, yeah, I'm going to eat your burger. I'm going to snack on these fries and I'm going to drink this. I don't want your your food. But even if you feed me, let me remind you, I will not talk. I want my lawyer. And that is so important to consistently remind them and to actually know that you will have a uh, a lawyer on the way at no charge to you. You use the word empowering. It is. And it really lessens anxieties. You know, I can only imagine if my child is not even arrested, but, oh, I got pulled over for a ticket. You know, my anxiety level is through the roof. But to know that you have free representation and you mentioned the 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 1-800 number early on 1-800 law rep 4 
which is 1-800-529-7374 to say, hey, uh, I, I just want to call my attorney. And for them not to call their mother or the grandmother, but to call that attorney, knowing at 1-800-LAW-REP-4, they will call everyone else that needs to be notified you know, of your potential arrest. But you, you have really raised great points. And so with that being said, you know, my last question would be, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they can benefit from the services provided by Teamwork Inglewood? Because I know at some point you're really going to remind them of the resources provided by CJI. But if they want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Okay. One other thing I want to add to that part about, do you want something to eat? Is the police ask me, do I want something to eat? I'm going to say, yes. Can I go get it? <laughs> do not allow you to go get it, right? That means you're under arrest. Oh, okay. Period. That's, That's a that good means. point. If they do not allow you to leave. Yes, I want something. I'm going to go get it. I'll be back. If they do not allow that, you should know then you are you have been seized. You're under arrest. That is a Definitely great point. I hope I, I listen. Stop everything. But yeah, you can reach us at uh, we're at teamworkinglewood.org. <laughs> Uh, or you could call us at 773-488-6600. We do expunging and sealings. Uh, we, we, as another thing we do, we help besides place employment. We, we try to address every aspect of a returning citizen. 773-488-6600. All right. Thank right. you all for having us out. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Mark, for, for sharing all of your insight and perspective um, to Jade for, for joining us. We definitely appreciate hearing, hearing your story and having you share it with our listeners. And um, thank you to the rest of the Teamwork Englewood team as well for the, for the work that you do um, related to CJI. <laughs> yes, thank you for having us. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. The Know Your Rights podcast is brought to you by the Love Institute. Please visit our website at www.loveinstitute.org and follow the Love Institute on social media for more information about the Know Your Rights initiative. Thank you for listening to the Know Your Rights podcast and stay tuned for the next episode.